0: Jazz win 117-114 and Ron Boone and I will be donating $21. Because that was the Jazz largest leap for the five for the night. You no,
1: know, we're donating more than $21. Right?
0: Well, we're donating each $21. 20, yeah. Then they're donate times five. They match it times five, so it's 104.
1: I thought we were going five. Times the 21.
0: Well, the Qualtrics is, but we can do the five times the 21, too, if you want to. And then they do five on top of that. I'll donate. All right. Ron and I are donating 105 each. You can donate anywhere from 21 to 105 each, and Qualtrics will match at 5 to 1. There we go. We'll go to 5numberforthefight.com. All right. Thank you very much. Joined now by Tim LaCombe and Jake Scott.
2: Hey, good for you guys. That's awesome. I love 5 for the fight night. Yeah. And it was fun to hear uh, our friend Lori Kuhn throughout the, the broadcast. Good work on that, David. Well, that was great. She did a nice job. Yeah, she's awesome. She, she's, she's been on this Five for the Five from the very beginning, and she's so passionate about it. Great person, great thing. It's, it's one of the coolest things in the NBA, right?
0: Well, I love, I love her job title. Director of Social Impact. Right? We're not trying to make money off it. We're not trying to, like, your social impact not director of market like i love that like there's not any gray area to what her job is
2: nope yep, she does a great job with it too awesome
0: all right what do you guys think tonight that is that is that was a memphis grizzly basketball game right there
3: it was a memphis grizzly basketball game and even when the jazz got out in front it was a competitive physical like you said david there's gonna be a lot of uh guys probably sore tonight not sleeping great ready for tomorrow but um definitely a, a combative uh, game i kind of sat i actually sat down close to the floor tonight and it was kind of interesting to see um, these two teams really went at each other hard
1: i think this team is probably better than their record Uh, where do you think they need to maybe it's the defense that needs to get better Uh, because if the defense gets better and they're holding Opponents like their opponents are shooting almost 47% right now from the field. And if they get that field goal percentage down 44 somewhere in there, the way they run, that means they're running off of missed shots. You know, they could be awfully, awfully dangerous. Well, they're
0: second in the league in forced turnovers, so that's why they're a good defensive team is because they forced the turnovers. Mm -hmm. I don't think they forced an awful lot tonight. They only end up with five steals. Uh, They only end up with three steals tonight. That's going to be a hard number for us Mm -hmm. to match the next two times we play them.
3: Man, they're good in transition. Holy cow. Yeah, I mean, they're... John Morant's on the rim before you can turn around. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and typically, you know, the whole idea of defensive transition is a pickup point, get the ball stopped, get it on a, a 45, and and then everybody else is builds in. And you can't, I mean, he's he's already at the rim before you're trying to build. You know,
1: what's amazing, 11 times they've had 30 assists or more, and you can see why the way they really push, push the ball up the floor and... and... I don't I'm just thinking about this during the course of the basketball game. Who's faster with the ball going up the floor than him in the league?
2: Oh, he might be it.
1: Boy, he's the fastest.
3: Ricky Green maybe? (laughs) The fastest of them all. (laughs) (laughs) Russell. Russell Westbrook, you think? Yeah, that'd be someone as well. That'd be fun to, to actually see them. Race like that.
2: I, I would throw, well, I would have a few years ago thrown John Wall in there, but I'm not sure. Yeah, probably not anymore. Yeah. Probably not anymore. But you know, his
0: ability, he, like, he really, if we get right into it, like, what's incredible about John Morant right now, and this actually can't go on much longer or it's going to be a problem, is he's shooting 26% on jumpers and 23% off the bounce. So he has nothing. In his game right now, other than transition and straight drives to the rim, taking contact, double like hanging in the air, finding a shooting window out of nowhere, and finishing the most difficult shots, mm-hmm. and he scores 32 doing it.
1: Well, and that's the reason I was saying that you know him and Banasunas is both averaging 12 points a ball game in the paint. Now, I didn't total this up, but if Morant is getting to the free throw. He's gotten to the free throw before the, tonight's the game 192 times. So 192 divided by 33, because that's all he's played. That's still only six times a game. Yeah. So, well, not.
0: where's the strength of his game? You
1: his, know, other it's than speed. Incre- what well, we
3: it's just speed. said, it's his burst. It's yeah. his
0: burst, and you can't. And the other thing is, like, What's interesting is early in the game, the Jazz kept him right all night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't good. Then late in the game, they couldn't keep him right. He was crossing over right to left and getting as he wanted to. I don't know what change. They don't know what changed. This will be fun to play back to my Knight's. This is, is a 500
1: game. team. Yes. Right now, after losing tonight, a 500 yes. team.
0: Crippled by injuries and COVID throughout the year. I will say before this, too.
1: Na- before the ball game started, uh, Tim, I'm sorry. No, Yo, you're good, Ron. Go ahead. Um, 19 of their final 31 games, guess where they are? Where? on the road.
0: Yeah, it's going to be tough. They had a
1: ton of ball games played at home at the beginning of the year. So this is going to be awfully tough for them. You know, especially um, you know, with them moving around the 500 game, right now.
0: I hope they make the playing game cuz they'd be fun.
3: Yeah, well, th- that's a fun team to watch. I was gonna, I was just going to say I I would uh, if I, you know I had to bet and I don't bet. I mean, come on. Uh, but yeah, if I had to Come on, Come on. Only on the golf course, booner, me and you. you um, it, seven strokes aside um no i was gonna say they're, they're really cohesive i watched their bench and like those guys get along and the co- uh, taylor does a great job with that crew um so i i think they're gonna i think their team makes the playoffs
2: well think about this for next year too jaron jackson comes back they've got they've got some nice pieces i think
0: they could get jaron jackson back at some point this year really i don't know
2: Let's I uh, I think basketball reference has him out for the year. But if he can come back this year, he's certainly out with,
0: like no definition of like when he's ever coming back. It's kind of mysterious.
1: Hmm. He would he miss half of last season, you think?
0: Yeah, it's 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 troublesome how much he's missed, Ron. Yeah. If that's what you're alluding to. Yes,
1: that's what I'm alluding to. Yes, it's that's, that's a that, long that's, time. That's too. a problem. It's a little disturbing.
2: All right. All right, boys. Get some rest. We'll be back here tomorrow. Right. Deja vu same all over time, again. Same time, same
1: place, same team. How about that? Right here. It'll be fun.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. See you. 117 to 114 is your final jazz win. We kick off Jazz Game Night Post Game Show coming up next on your Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win 117 to 114 uh, over the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, Tim, in a game they led by as many as 21, but give the Grizz- uh, Grizzlies credit. Fought back hard in the second half to come up just short. Donovan Mitchell led the way for the Jazz with 35. Rudy with 25 points tonight. Uh, Bogdanovich with 17. Clarkson with 14 coming in off the bench, uh, John ja Morant for the Grizzlies with 32 points tonight. Dylan Brooks with 22, and this was this was an interesting game, Coach, because um, the Jazz had it well in hand. Got off to a great start, and Memphis, they're they're a plucky bunch. They're going to stick with it. They they did, and it was physical, like we said. Um,
3: you know, even though the Jazz kind of got out to a lead, a, a fairly big lead, the game stayed really competitive. Memphis did not uh, slow down their attack at all and stayed really aggressive. Uh, the Jazz didn't make as many threes tonight. I think that uh, you know that that's been kind of a, a buffer. They ended up taking thirty three, made twelve um, for thirty six percent. But I, I was really impressed with Memphis's uh, toughness and their fight, but also impressed with the Jazz and the way they handled
2: that and still were able to to find a way to win the game. John Morant had 11 assists to go along with his 32 points and four rebounds, and we talked uh, with Lockham and Boone in the in the previous segment. His game is not the most well rounded game in the NBA by any means. We'll see what he you know what he does when he gets into the lab, so to speak, and tries to to round it. But I mean, there are a few humans on the planet that are even physically capable of uh, uh, playing the game of basketball like he is. I mean, he's he's really something to watch. He's just he, you know he
3: is one of those guys that his physical ability. And his attributes you know with the ball in his hand getting from point a to point b um his ability to jump like he is a high flying guy and and a very quick jumper um so he actually with you know taking into account he's actually um you know not shooting the ball great this year he's 43 percent from the field almost 44 and 23 percent from three but he still impacts the game at a 32 and 11 you know and He's got great court vision. He pushes it with purpose, and and I really like watching him play.
2: And with all that said about his athleticism and how well he can jump and all that, Mike Conley beats him on a jump ball at the end of the game to seal the deal.
3: I like to tweet, uh, I think uh, our buddy from former KUTV, Jake Edmonds, tweeted out something to the effect that um, they should have had a a tip-off or a jump ball challenge this summer because Mike would have, won that as
2: well <laughs> I, like the horse challenge I couldn't believe it I think it, it was Ron who said I did not see that coming no I don't think anybody in the building did this <laughs> so, oh my colleague John Moran all right well, he just timed that thing pretty good he did he tapped he's a veteran back. game was over yeah and he tapped it to the right guy too yep. tap it back to favors and those uh those <laughs> your hands man those unbelievable clamps that he has and that game was over that so. was akin to like a uh onside kick you gotta have your hands team. Yeah, you gotta have Derek in there. Grab that basketball, and of course, uh, you know the game might have been a little closer than it needed to be. Of course, uh, Rudy Gobert nearly got his head taken off uh, before Memphis got that last possession, which was not a good possession, by the way. But some questionable. I well, I don't think we'll hear the Jazz comment too much on the officiating, but it it was not the most consistent officiated game I've ever seen. You know, for me, it's Coach Rose and I were laughing. Coaches
3: came to the game tonight with me. We might have a chat with Coach Rose. Yeah, we and gotta we'll, bring him in
2: we'll here. chat with him a little later on in the show.
3: <laughs> but uh, we were down there, and the head official tonight was a former WCC guy. Really? Yeah, so it was like flashbacks. Did you get in his ear? You were down there tonight. I had a mask on, so, you know, protected. I, I could yell stuff, and nobody knew where it was coming from. I could throw my voice, so to speak. No, I didn't say anything. Would have been funny, though. Me
2: maybe (laughs) oh man all right uh with that we will say good night to our network stations um next uh, game as you heard boone say same time same place tomorrow jazz take on the grizzlies tomorrow night here at Vivint arena the game will tip off at seven o'clock for those of you sticking around with us we'll have sound from the from the locker room coach schneider as well your final jazz beat the grizzlies 117 to 114 right here on the jazz radio network Jazz game night post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, Jazz winners tonight, 117-114 to 114 post-game. Brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Coach, let's uh, jump into the sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company, Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot 45.9% from the field, 12 of 33 from three. 36.4%. They were led by Donovan Mitchell. What a night from Donovan. 35 points on 12 of 23 shooting, 5 of 7 from 3, 6 for 6 at the line, 6 assists, 5 rebounds, even had a steal for good measure. Rudy Gobert with a monstrous second half, 25 points, 9 boards, had an assist, couple of block shots. Bogdanovich with 17, Jordan Clarkson with 14 coming in off the bench. Uh, Coach, funny moment from uh, Jordan Clarkson who finally got a 3 to go and uh came back threw up kind of the prayer hands as he's he's really struggled to get it to go and uh, had a much better second half tonight yeah he, he definitely was um you know aggressive let's put it that way um you know
3: he he's trying to break out of this thing uh and i think that so much of of his struggle right now is you know he's been on playing so well the ball's been going in and all of a sudden he's taking the same shots they're just not falling so I did like the prayers to the to the yeah. heavens, and then the second one he actually got like all fired up, you know, because it was two of them within a couple of minutes. Um, I, I, I'm the least bit worried about Jordan Clarkson. I've said that a million times because what we saw tonight, it, you know, he he was one for 15 the other night, and he still comes out tonight, takes 13 shots, and that's what he's going to do. So the majority of those shots um, are good shots. I think maybe three or four times he he's got it after missing one, and he just tries to. You know, he, he maybe loses track of the fact that there's other dudes on the floor because he's so locked into trying to make a basket. Um, I love him and and I got no issues with uh, with his aggressiveness
2: well the the you know George Niang said it a while ago we've been saying it over and over again, be a star in your role and that is Jordan Clarkson's role and they you know it the team have has confidence in him the coaching staff has confidence in him and you can tell I mean and he struggled in the first half and began to come around there in the second half and I'm with you. it's not a concern at all and the fact that he keeps playing with confidence I mean the dude just you know, uh, sweats confidence, man. He just, uh, it, it, uh, what's the word? Exudes confidence. I mean, that's his, that's his game, and uh, he's, yeah, he had a much better night tonight. I thought,
3: and I thought Boyan was terrific. Yep. And again, um, credit to Quinn because he went to him early. You know, they had the map the mismatch with with Grayson Allen. They went right to him in the post. Uh, third possession, did a great job of running him off a flex cut and getting him a layup from Donovan. Made a great pass. Um, you know, Donovan was really locked in to try to get other dudes going tonight, too, early from in the game and was really locked in. So um, really good to see Bojan play well again
2: and trend in the right direction. All right, let's get some postgame sound going. Let's go down to the media room and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder.
4: First question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
5: Thank you. so obviously you guys were rolling pretty well in the second half and then Memphis kind of made it a little bit closer than you probably liked in the second. Uh, what changed and, and ultimately what did you guys do well down the stretch to kind of pull it out?
6: Well, I, I think we got shots. We didn't turn the ball over, you know, the majority of the game. Um, when we did score, you know, sometimes when the team gets down a little bit, they they get, you know, even more aggressive. And I thought Morant obviously – pushing the ball and uh, they got loose for some early threes. We had that one stretch where I feel like we were, you know, we were, we were trading with them and, you know, we've got to come up with a couple couple stops, you know, during that time. But, you know, it was a really competitive game, uh, you know, and we made some big plays when we needed to. So um, hard fought win, no question about it. And, you know, setting it up for tomorrow, it's going to be even more difficult.
4: Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. <laughs> when they go
7: small like that and play at that speed, how do you want your guys to better approach it?
6: Well, I mean, we're, we're small too. So, um, you know, more than anything, it's getting back and being alert, knowing who we're guarding. If we have to get cross matched, just talking to each other. Um, so getting matched up, you know, they were, they, they had one big in the game, the majority of the game, um, you know, so it wasn't like, um, they were playing five smalls. So we have Royce, you know, Mike, Boyon or Joe, um, JC, Donovan. So we, we should be able to match up and stand front. Um, you know, Morant was able to get in the lane. And when we did do a good job, kind of leveling off, he, he, he found people uh, and made some really good passes. So um, things we can do better. Um, but I think uh, good, good win for us, heck of an effort. And um, like I said, you know, we have to be better and hopefully we will be.
4: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune.
7: Quinn, I uh, were you happy with the shots that you got tonight? And I asked because you had 28 shots kind of from that floater range. Um, would you like to see those be more rim shots or three shots or were, are you happy with those?
6: No, I, I thought, you know, we mid-range shots are shots that are going to be there and we've got some guys that can make them. You know, I thought, you know, the latter part of the game, Donovan getting to the rim, um, taking those pull-up threes off the dribble when their biggest back. They did a good job pressuring the ball. Um, so some of those we couldn't quite get, you know, clean looks from three. Um, but as you said, they're, you know, Valanciunas was back by the rim. And, um, you know, you've got to make plays when we get in the paint. You know, there's there's different types of shots as you attack. And, um, you know, when we do drive the ball, you know, they're, they're spaced. Um, defensively, they're trying to take away your threes. So it becomes even more important to be efficient around the rim.
4: Ben Anderson, kslsports.com.
7: Quinn, you've talked about how it's more difficult to make adjustments after a win sometimes. Do close games change that?
6: I mean, I think, you know, this game, whether it's an adjustment or not, it's it's things you need to do better. And, you know, we saw a couple of those things. Some of them uh, tonight, I don't think were adjustments as much as it is emphasis and understanding, you know, particularly the transition threes late. Um, You know, the drop-off passes around the rim. So there's some things that sometimes when you play a team for the first time, um, you have to get a feel for them. And hopefully we'll do a better job in some situations uh, tomorrow taking some of those things away.
4: Next up, Sarah Todd, Deseret News.
7: Quinn, what did you see as a difference between maybe what Donovan was able to do in the second quarter versus what he was able to do in the second half? I mean, I know that he had some big shots late, but it seemed like he kind of struggled, especially in the third.
6: Well, I think, you know, his pull-ups were cleaner looks early in the game. Um, as the game went on, those shots got a little tougher. They were a little more contested. And, you know, he figured that out late, um, kept his dribble alive and was able to get to the rim and When that happens, you know, he's got a chance to make a pass or he puts it on the rim, we've got a chance to rebound it too. So, um, you know, Donovan really down the stretch was super efficient. Um, You know, he's aware of all the different reads he needs to make and he'll keep working on it. But, you know, I I think we've got a number of guys that can give us more. Um, I think we can be collectively better and we'll need to be tomorrow.
4: Last question, follow up from Eric Walden.
5: You guys were having a lot of success with Rudy finishing off of the pick and roll tonight. Um, what was making that uh, so efficient tonight, uh, given that, you know, in the past, Rudy's maybe had some trouble finishing against Valanchunas?
6: Well, I, I think part of it is getting width on his role where he's got a little more space. Um, like I said, they're, you know, they were staying home um, with shooters. So it was tough to get those kickouts. And, you know, playing two-on-one when there's a guy behind you and being physical, um, those things can be challenging. But, you know, I thought we did a a good job when we passed the ball high or we dropped it in front of him where he really could catch it. Some of the times he he got surprised on it. But, you know, Rudy's really improved his finishing in those situations. And, you know, he's rolling hard and he's rolling wide, and that gives us a chance. All right. Thank you, Coach.
2: There you go, Jazz Head Coach Quinn Snyder. Uh, What stood out to you, Coach Lacombe, about what – Coach Snyder had to say. I, I liked width on
3: his role. I like yeah. that whole concept. Now, width on my role, width, I gain width from cinnamon rolls. Uh, <laughs> that is, that's my kind of modus operandi right now. He, uh, speaking of Rudy's roles, he's talking about Rudy just kind of almost making more of a, you know, rather than a direct line, he's actually creating space with width. And, um, you know, the Jazz do a great job of attacking the big. The big's got to make a decision. And tonight we saw, you know, they did a good job of taking threes away, but Rudy was able to finish. um, And, Jake, you had to have liked some of those finishes tonight. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, there was all sorts of creative finishes tonight and also a couple hammers. Yep. And he's just getting better there.
2: Much, uh, And you heard Quinn Snyder at the end give a nice uh, compliment right there about how much better he's gotten finishing the basketball. Certainly something you and I have paid attention to. Uh, Rudy also running the floor really well. He got a few uh, nice uh, dunks off that when uh, his teammates rewarded him a little bit. Coach uh, Snyder also uh, mentioned tomorrow night a few times. They're going to have to be better tomorrow night. Looking forward to tomorrow night. I thought that was interesting.
3: I think that's something, you know, the way the schedule is set up to be able to, you know, have a team and play them back-to-back here at home. Um, you know, I think that's something he started working tonight on getting his guys ready mentally for tomorrow, you know, with comments. Uh, I would imagine he went in the locker room, you know, praised the heck out of them for figuring it out. But no, guys, we're going to be in a fight. These guys really play hard. They're together. And so uh, I think part of it is, you know, he's on. he understands they're in for a, another tough battle tomorrow. Morning.
2: Well, they played much better in the second half, too. You could you could tell not only they keep playing hard, they made nice adjustments and made things difficult for the Jazz. And if anything, I
3: felt like the Jazz maybe got, you know, the ball moved so well in the first quarter, and they got a lead. And, you know, I I think at that point, um, guys just got a little bit, you know, um, they were trying to do the right thing. They were being aggressive, but the ball just didn't move as well. Uh, But I also credit Memphis. I, I think it was more to do with Memphis playing really well than the Jazz not playing well.
2: All right. Coming up next, we'll get some sound from the players. We'll continue to break this one down as well as the Jazz win tonight, one seventeen to one fourteen, over the Memphis Grizzlies. I want to remind you about Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night, post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Your final tonight, Jazz beat the Grizzlies 117 to 114. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. We'll get you some sound uh, from the players coming up here momentarily, but let's get to points in the paint tonight, brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life tonight, Coach. I'm going to say the Jazz outscored them in the paint. They did. You want to take a stab by how much? No. 58 to 54, which, uh, you know what, I, you're much better at predicting this stat than I am because I thought for sure the Jazz missed so many non-restricted uh, paint shots and, you know, Memphis gets so much going to the rim, I thought for sure that uh, Memphis would have had more, but not tonight. That's probably Rudy's fault, I'm guessing. Well, I'm thankful for cleaning the glass because I, I, you
3: know, I, I got this uh, this subscription, Dave talked me into it, and it's actually really helped. So I saw that the Jazz took way more mid-range shots tonight than they typically do. Um, they took uh, 37% of their shots tonight from the mid-range, um, 32% from three, and 30% at the rim. So just a little bit of, you know, the, their shot chart got changed a little bit, so you got to give credit to Memphis for that. Um, they, they cut down the Jazz threes and made them shoot more mid-range shots, but Donovan was, was money there tonight.
2: Well, and as Coach uh, Snyder alluded to, they stayed home on the shooters, and thus Rudy Gobert went 11 for 14. And And that's what... You know, you can almost, like we talked about, you can almost
3: look at the box score yeah. and say, okay, they played the Jazz like this. And that's exactly what, you're exactly right. They stayed home, didn't want to give up threes. You know, they, the Jazz got some threes in the first half, but just off of really good instinct and ball movement. Um, but when the ball got a little bit sticky, you know, and they really had to go. Joe Ingles did a great job of getting ball screens to Rudy. Um, you know, he, he assisted on a bunch of those plays in, in the Jazz uh, not being able to make shots tonight from three, but just move it in mid-range and, and attack the rim. I'm
2: glad you brought up Joe Ingles because I thought, you know, Joe was shooting so well a couple of games ago. I mean, on a pace that we've never seen in NBA history. And he's cooled off a little bit the last two games tonight. He was three of eight, two of six from three. But Joe still had six assists and six rebounds. And he just does so much more than just shoot. And, and yeah, he's a shooter and he's great at it. And uh, he's one of the best in the league. But – I mean, the way he runs the pick and roll, the chemistry as with Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors, the way he can, you know, kind of slow play that pick and roll and create a play. I mean, he's just such a smart veteran basketball player. Then even on a night where you look at him and you say, oh, nine points, that's all right from Joe. I thought he had a huge impact on the game. I did, too. And I thought Quinn did a great job of calling his number and getting involved in pick and roll.
3: Uh, his pace was really good tonight. Like he'd come off down screens, get, you know, a, or a pin down right into that that dribble handoff where he catches it and comes off a ball screen immediately for Rudy. And his pace, you know, his pace was awesome coming off those. And he just made the right decision. He finished a few of them, and he threw, you know, a couple easy plays to Rudy. And uh, I felt like he was a, a really big contributor to getting the jet, getting that win tonight.
2: Uh, let's get to uh, the master of the glass tonight, uh, Coach, because we're actually waiting on some players uh, taking a little bit longer than uh, normal, which, of course, is no problem. Plus, but we
3: have – it's like a earth-shattering list. It
2: is. For the third time this year, we have uh, a different master of the glass or, or somebody not named Rudy Gobert. Master of the glass brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, proud to be uh, the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz and uh, proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. They will donate five dollars per rebound for the this year's team rebound leader to the uh, uh, United Way of Utah. And tonight, your Master of the Glass coach, Royce O'Neill, ten rebounds tonight. Rudy had nine. Uh, but Royce, for the second time this year, is the master of the glass. The, the, uh, the Jazz actually out-rebounded the Grizzlies tonight 51-48 to 48, and a little bit of a surprise because uh, Jonas Valanciunas had 18 rebounds. So great team rebounding effort tonight from the team. And, and uh, Royce, you know, watching him tonight, he only
3: took five shots um, and he was one for five. But we talk about it all the time. He, he gets that tough matchup defensively. He's really stepped up his, his rebounding effort this year. Um, you know, I think his career numbers, he's around four and a half rebounds a game uh, career-wise. And this season, he's pushing seven, close to seven. Uh, and he's been master of the glass twice, for heaven's sakes, with Rudy Gobert on the same team.
2: I uh, i just give Royce a lot of credit I have for years. And you and I have talked about this quite a bit. But, you know, that dude just, uh, you know, says uh, to his coaches, you know, you, you tell me to jump, I'll say how, how high. You know, you want me to go guard the other team's best player? I'd be happy to. You want me to be the second best rebounder on the team at six four? You bet. You want him to play power forward, point guard, whatever. He just goes and uh, does the best he can to to play a role on this team. Yeah, and and it's just special, you know, because again, he is
3: exerting so much energy defensively. You know, very rarely um, offensively. You know, he's a kickout guy, but he he t- like you said, be a star in your role. I think that's the best way to say
2: it. Royce is a star in his role. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to go. Uh, let's. His best rebounding year before this year was, let's see, he was at, okay, he was at 5.5 last year, and so bringing those numbers up. I mean, it's, you know, we we wondered last year what would happen when Derek Favors left, if they would struggle rebounding the ball. Royce did a good job, and then you look at this year where he's just taken it to the next level, and uh, the Jazz, for a long stretch of the season, were the best rebounding team in the league. Right now they're at second, uh, or in second, I should say, at 48 rebounds a game. So, I mean, that's a credit uh, really to Rudy Gobert for being as dominant on the glass as he is, but the rest of the team for, for stepping up and making an effort at that for a Jazz team that really is far from the biggest team in the league. Yeah, that was what was funny about some
3: of the questions were, you know, what do you do when Memphis goes small? And they always had a big out there. You know, the Jazz, are obviously their wings are six but but as far as like, you know, th- that's a pretty good match for both teams when when they've got the four, quote-unquote, smalls out there and a big, and the Jazz play that way too. That's why, you know, it's a really competitive game, and that's why they go at each other so hard.
2: Uh, for the Grizzlies, uh, we mentioned the Valanciunas had uh, 18 rebounds uh, to go along with his 14 points, 514 from the field. In fact, hold on that. Well, let's uh, go down to the media room. Donovan Mitchell addressing the media. Hey, Donovan. We'll
4: get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
5: Hey Don, you guys were having a really great success running the pick and roll with Rudy all night long. What was
8: working so well with that? Um, they were they were in drop coverage, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, we getting looks at, you know, and taking shots, taking our shots, finding him on the road, late passes, mid range, whatever it may be, three ball. Like it was all falling for us, Um we just got to keep looking for that. You know, he's he's an excellent screener, you know, and it's great to have him out there being able to set us in kind of free us up and then on the back end you see him you know reaping the benefits of that as well but getting in there, finding him and he's getting out there and finishing. So it was good.
4: Andy Larson, Solichian.
8: I Donovan, what was the
7: biggest difference between the first and half and second half for you guys?
8: Um physicality. They just started being physical, you know, starting attacking us and, you know, we withstood it, you know, and there's, there's definitely going to be, they made some shots too. Let's, let's not forget, you know, they were hitting contested ones, tough ones, but they, they play with, they played hungry. That's how they are. That's, that's the group they have and hats off to them for, for having that effort, you know, but you know, for the biggest thing was just the physicality. And we, we matched it, you know, at when we needed to, but we got to be able to match it from the jump. Uh, Cause you could kind of feel it uh, slipping away from us. I think when, uh, what group was it? The group that came in, you know, at the start of the fourth, you know, moving the ball, getting stops, that was great. Um, and then everything changed, you know. Uh John's a hell of a player getting in there, attacking, finding guys. They all made shots, but he just got their physicality. When you, when you say the physicality,
7: um, offensively, is that possible to do? Or do uh, you mean
8: defensively? Yeah, I think, you know, playing through things, you know. Um, I think just understanding that, you know, they may not call everything. That's how they play. They've been playing like that since I've been in the league. They've been playing that since... Mike Conley was over there. They're just physical, you know, and understanding that, you know, there's not always going to uh, call those fouls so we got to be able to play through that. And then also on the defensive end, you know, not let them kind of dictate everything, you know, I think that kind of plays into it as well. Uh, but like I said, we did a good job of, you know, weathering the storm and, you know, coming out with the win. It's not, let's not uh, forget that. This isn't a bad thing or anything, but you know, we just got to match it because we play tomorrow.
4: Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. We talked a little bit about Jordan Clarkson the other night, but, what can you say just about his attack mode uh, mentality tonight? He got to the line, I think, four, four or five. Um, just continued to to be hungry.
8: I think, like I said, you know, they, they started the fourth. We came out. We got up, I think, 12. And they came back and brought it back. And then his energy was just to a point where I was, we gave him the ball and said, go. Like, you know what I mean? And that's, that's JC for us. You know, that's an option we we haven't had, you know, and for him to go out there and just match that, like I said, matching the physicality, playing through contact, not expecting foul calls, get in there and finishing. Um, that's that's who he is, man. You know, he's sixth man of the year for a reason and he showed it tonight and he's going to continue to have games like that. But it's always great to see out there playing with emotion and, and and doing his thing, man. It's 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 um it's a benefit for him, a benefit for us, you know, and it definitely that we match that energy, you know, throughout the rest of the game.
7: Next up, Sarah Todd, Desert News. Hey, Donovan, do you happen to remember during the All-Star game, uh, I think Conley came out in the second half and he was doing the jump ball and he didn't really know it until he got out there and he was like, wait, I have to jump up for this against Chris Paul. And um, I was thinking about that tonight when he, that's literally the winning play tonight. But I mean, he's a guy that makes those kind of hustle plays all the time.
8: Yeah, you know, I think even before that, I think the rebound to even get to that point, you know, I think that was, you know, I haven't seen Mike jump that high since Ohio State, you know, so um, that was, that's just a winning play. You know, the shot wasn't necessarily falling for him, but he was out there directing traffic, getting stops, sliding his feet, and then also coming up with the rebound. Like you, you jump with a guy like John Morant, you know, um, I think that's, that's impressive, you know, for him to go out there and make that play. And then also win the jump ball at the end of the game. And that's, that's, that's Mike, you know, he's a winner, he's a competitor and, and great to have him.
4: Last question, Ben Anderson, KSL Sports.com.
8: Donovan, what's
2: felt different about the last three games versus kind of what happened coming out of the All-Star break?
8: Um, I think our energy, our execution, um, precision, attention to detail, the little things that, you know, I've been talking about since pretty much last year, uh, we're starting to pay attention to them on both ends of the floor, understanding that you got to guard, got to get back to transition, taking care of the ball. Um, I think that's just all the little things I think we're starting to do and just continue to be, you know, continuing to be who we are. Um, I think that's just been the biggest difference in just raising our level in, in every aspect, whether it's shots, it's defense, it's turnovers, it's whatever, communication, communication in the huddle, like seeing things. And I think that's been the biggest difference, but we got to continue to do it.
4: Thank you, Donovan.
2: All right, there you go, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, great night tonight from Donovan, 35 points, uh, six assists, and five rebounds. But, uh, Tim, I'm going to ask you the question Donovan just answered. What has been the biggest difference Um in these last few games as opposed to the first few games after the All-Star break? I think they're just, you know, that break uh, kind of broke up a a little bit
3: of uh, mojo they had going, and and they were really on the same page. I think everybody goes their separate way for a week, and uh, it takes some time when you get back, and it's not always just like clockwork. Again, the Jazz were playing so well in that first half, as good as they really played, you know, most of, <laughs> if if all of their history. So that's kind of what we're comparing it to. But those first two games out of the break, I think, it was more just guys getting back into the rhythm, you know. And uh, but I do believe that the defensive effort, you know, the the defensive rating tonight was actually really good at halftime. It was around a hundred. Um, it ended up being uh, a one sixteen point three. So, um, you know, that's a number the Jazz can live with. Obviously, those games that got away from them, that number was high, like in the 120s, 130s, and certainly not going to win that way. Uh, So I think they've gotten just more focused, like Donovan said, on what they do well.
2: Well, Donovan also talked about the difference in the second half, and he mentioned uh, he mentioned the Grizzlies in the way they play, and he he said that they've played that way since he got in the league, since Mike Conley was there. Isn't that interesting? How you know a, a team may change gen- generations, coaches, personnel, etc., but uh, still kind of bring that same mentality and reputation to the game because that that truly was with the second half. Uh, you know, they got away with a little bit. They played more physical, and they made a run. They played tough. It's a gr- it's a great culture
3: and. Uh, you got to give the coach a, cre- a lot of credit because, uh, you know, teams that play hard, they play hard for a reason because they're asked to play hard and they're, they're told to play hard and they're demanded to play hard and they're held to that standard. And I feel like that, that Memphis is one of those teams and they, they're just, uh, you know, tough and they get after you and that's kind of been the book on them. Um, you know, the, I would say that probably goes for most franchises except like the Knicks, that ended with the Knicks in like 80-something. And then it was like they were, during that little 80s run, they were great, and then they kind of went, hmm. So I don't know if it carries over to all franchises.
2: Well, and this team is a little bit different than, say, the Zach Randolph, uh, Marcus all that version of the Grizzlies that was so tough. This, this team feels still tough, but maybe in a little bit different way. Yeah, yeah,
3: tough. This, this team's really ultra-skilled. You know, uh, Dylan Brooks can get you at night, you know, crazy nights. Uh, I love Brandon Clark's game. Uh, Valanciunas is, is a beast. Like he is a big, strong guy, and he takes the fight to you.
2: The one thing you know when you play the Grizzlies, you've been in a battle. Well, we talked about it in the pregame. I loved that addition for them last year, bringing in uh, Valanciunas. He, <coughs> excuse me, he's a little bit younger, but fits them just kind of in that Gasol kind of way. Yeah,
3: I was. Uh, so again, I, I was down in the arena tonight. One of my buddies, El Capitan, was on my flanked on my left side. And, you know, the, the comment that he made was, man, that Valanciunas looks like an MMA fighter. He really does. <laughs> like, he is a big, strong, ornery-looking guy. And he, he, is, he, he, he owns space out there for
2: sure. Yeah, he did. And he played well tonight. Uh, and he does play well against Rudy, although in the second half, Rudy certainly was uh, more than effective himself. All right, let's uh, go back down to the media room. Let's now hear from Jordan Clarkson.
7: We'll get started with Sarah Todd, Desert News. Jordan, we've talked to Boyan a little bit over the last couple of days about kind of what, what it's been like for him going through a bit of a slump. I know I, I saw you on Twitter make a joke about throwing up bricks the other night. Is it just about shooting your way out of it? Or are you working on maybe other areas on the court and trying to focus on that? How are you kind of dealing with what's been happening lately?
9: Uh, I definitely got to keep, continue to, you know, shoot the shots that I'm, I'm giving and uh, what the defense is giving me. Um, but to the point, uh, over the last, you know, like week or so, since we've been back from all-star break, uh, I feel like, you know, teams are really, uh, you know, game planning in that, that sorts, um, towards, you know, stopping us and, and doing different things, uh, defensively. Um, so with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm big on, you know, watching film and doing stuff like that. I could fall into sometimes just thinking a little bit too much about, uh, you know what the reads are and and what's going on in the flow of the game. When I kind of lose myself in that, uh, but you know I just got to keep continue to play free, take the shots that are there, and uh, keep staying aggressive. You know it's gonna happen over a season where you know you kind of go you know through a little uh, little slump. You know every players kind of do it. You know they have a few bad games here and there, here and there. Um, but you know you just got to keep going, uh, stay focused on what you do um, keep taking the shots and, um, you know, we're doing a good job of you know, keep continuing to win games and pulling each other, uh, up when, you know, we're not hitting shots.
7: So you think that you get a little bit in your head? (laughs) Sorry about that. You think that you get a little bit in your head after like you're, you're maybe paying attention to too many of the details and you kind of get in your head that way?
9: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, getting, uh, you know, trying to really like dissect the defense and you know seeing different coverages every game, uh you can fall into that uh a lot. But um like I said, I just gotta keep continuing to play free, um, not really think about that. Uh stay aggressive and you know when teams are trying different uh things, continue to make the plays, uh continue to, you know, move the ball and uh find my spots um uh, when it's when it's time to do that. Eric Weldon, Lake
4: Tribune.
5: Hey JC, you guys were having a ton of success with the pick and roll tonight, especially with Rudy. You know, heading to the rim and finishing. What was working so well for you guys uh, in
9: attacking the rim that way? Um, uh, Rudy, you know, when he's rolling hard to the rim, putting pressure on the on the basket, uh, makes everybody else uh, really good. You know, like I said, teams are trying a bunch of different stuff, and uh, you know, he's getting put in that position where he where he's making the play and. Uh, and has to finish at the basket. And, you know, over these past games, he's been doing a great job of it. Um, you know, getting to the rim, finishing off one leg, um, pump fake, pivoting. I think in Chicago, he even hit like a, a turnaround kind of jump shot in the middle of the paint. You know, that was my first time seeing that. Uh, but it just shows his growth and, and how he's um growing in that area. And then he's making plays as well. You know, when he's getting in there, uh, we're throwing it to him when he's rolling and guys are... You know, falling in. Uh, he's kicking out, finding shooters, and, and continuing to get us open shots. So, uh, hats off to Rudy. And, um, you know, what he's doing is, is great right now for us, as well as Fave. You know, Fave's doing a great job at, at, at rolling to the rim, catching the ball, and we throwing it. I know we ain't throwing the best passes to him. So, uh, he got hands like Julio Jones, and he's just grabbing them and, you know, finishing them and making the next plays.
4: <laughs> next up, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. I'm still laughing. That was a good one. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, Donovan's really putting his thumbprint on the game early. Um, have you seen a difference in that? Cause I'm talking to coach Wells and he's saying, yeah, he's talking more leadership communication what are you seeing at the start?
9: Um, Him being aggressive. Um, You know, I feel like when he's not doing that, we get off to, you know, slow starts. You know, he's ahead of the snake. He, uh, sets the tempo for us. Um, you know, he gets us all going. So when we see him attacking, uh, being super aggressive, talking uh, defensively and offensively, you know, it gets us all rolling. Uh, you know, it's just like a train after that. You know, we all follow uh, follow his lead after. So um, he's doing a, a great job at doing that, starting the games for us and, um, you know, finishing them as well.
4: Last question, Ryan Miller, KSL.
2: Hey, Jordan. I just wanted to get your thoughts on Mike's jump ball there at the end.
9: <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike got bounced. We still got a, uh, I think it's a rolling bet in the locker room. Uh, we still waiting for him to dunk. So um, we should have put a bet on him winning a, a jump ball too as well. Uh, but I mean, he, he wear Jordan. Uh, so I, they only sign people that dunk and uh, do stuff like that. I think Mike is the only one that uh, stays on the ground. So um, hopefully he gets a dunk soon and uh, we win some money on that. Thanks, Jordan. That's hilarious.
2: He was good. <laughs> they should have put a bet on him getting a jump ball. <laughs> Maybe we should just forego the post game and just let Jordan have the mic for an he hour. He should, man. He would be so good. Jordan only your signs people's game Comedy Hour, <laughs> so good. All right, uh, your final score: Jazz win tonight. They beat the Grizzlies one seventeen to one fourteen. Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. We've got uh, stat nuggets from our guy Tyson. We're hoping to have more player sound as well, and I think we've got to talk uh, Coach Rose into jumping on. Looking over there. What do you think, Tim? I think we better. It's past his bedtime, and he'll be asleep on the floor here if we don't, so we better
3: incorporate him.
2: Long time, uh, now former BYU head coach Dave Rose will join us coming up next. Stay tuned. It's Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. game night post game show here on the jazz radio network jake scott coach tim lacombe it's brought to you by mark miller subaru utah's only negotiation free subaru retailer learn more at markmillersubaru.com we'll hopefully get more player sound for you coming up Uh, jazz win tonight 117 114 joining us now in studio Former BYU coach Dave Rose with us, Coach. It's great to see you. How are you? Well, thanks. It's good
10: to be seen, actually.
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> not viewed. <laughs> it's hey, it's great to see you at the game, coming yeah. out, watching a little ball. It's awesome. Yeah, it
10: was fun. I, I uh, Ryan, I saw Ryan. Um, you know, uh, actually at a BYU game. And the last two BYU home games were. They had a few fans come, and I saw Ryan there, and he he told me that after the break, he wanted to see me up here, and. Uh, I just, I'm glad I feel good enough to to come by and hopefully I'll see a lot of these Jazz games. They're a pretty good team.
2: Absolutely. Playing yep. uh, playing great basketball. I, I want to thank you for lending me Coach Lacombe this season. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is one nice of, of the
10: all-time greats. And I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, Jazz fans are getting the chance to uh, to hear him and listen to his insight. Um, he helped us win so many games for so many years and it was, I, you know, of all the things I miss, I miss working with him every day. Every day is what I, what I miss. And, uh, but he's a, he's a great basketball guy.
2: Well, uh, we talked about this a little bit off the air. A lot of people don't kind of get it, but but uh, Tim's role is kind of to translate the basketballese into something that uh, you know, normal guys like me can understand, and he's, he's really good at it. And you actually have to have energy late at night too, which is not <laughs> yeah. always easy. You yeah, know?
10: he does that. And, and if you put him in a, a role to talk to the, the basketball savants, he could do that too because he really knows a lot about the game. Well, give us your thoughts on on what you saw tonight, and give us your thoughts on this jazz team. Well, you know, I've watched a lot of jazz games this year, and this is one of the closer games that I've seen them play, and 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 you know, and still win the game. They, it seems like they've uh, they've had a lot of games where, um, you know, they get up twenty, and then it ends tw- ends up you know twenty or thirty sometimes. But um, it seems like since the All Star break. Uh, you know, they uh, th- th- teams have kind of got them playing a little bit differently, but uh, I-, I love this team. I think it's got so much depth. I think it's got uh, so many different ways to play, which to me is how good a team you're going to have if you can play fast, if you can play in a half court, if you can play a real pound them rebounding a game, a real defensive battle. Uh, I think they've got a lot of different ways to play and be wi- and and win the game. And, uh, you know, with, uh, with Rudy and Donovan, I think that that's uh, two good enough, uh, you know, all-stars to, to lead you to where you need to go.
2: Tim, you've talked about that a lot this season, that they have many different ways to win. And, and the fact, uh, you know, we thought this team was going to be really good offensively coming into the year. But they, the, the key has been for them to be really good defensively and win games that way. We've seen it, uh, as Coach Rhodes said, kind of won all different ways this year.
3: Yeah, a lot of – like, like coaches, you know, he, he pointed out, they, they have won a lot of, of blowouts. And so for them to be in a game tonight, you know, four minutes to go, uh, Memphis was really closing the lead. You know, the Jazz could not get beyond nine, kept coming back to nine, would get up to 15, 17, nine. Uh, and then you look up and it's one possession. And, you know, Coach and I through the years have had many of those where, um, you know, your team's up and, you know, it's not so much – You know they let their guard down, but the other team really has some kind of uh, you know hard push, and a good team's going to do that, and that's what Memphis did tonight. The Jazz handled it. You know they didn't completely wilt; they were able to stand in there, and I actually like the experience of them winning a close game down the stretch.
2: How hard is that, Coach Rose, to when you're playing a good game and you're playing against a team? And and I don't mean this disrespectfully to Memphis because I I love what they're doing. Actually, I think John Morant is is great. But a team that you're probably better than that you, you know you put some distance between it, but they keep fighting. You know that that pesky team that keeps coming back. How hard is it to put away those types of teams?
10: Well, I, I think it depends on the makeup of your team. And for the Jazz, I I don't think. That that's the problem. This is a really competitive group of guys, and they love to win. Obviously, they got the best record in the league, um, and I think that the the way that they win games, they're kind of proud of that. How how they you know, especially the first quarter. This is a really good first quarter team. They come out and and they they play right from the jump, and I think that uh, to to be able to, they didn't have to make a shot at the end tonight to win, but they had to make a play at the end right. to win a game. It was a different type, type of play. They made the play. They won the game. Usually you always remember the guy who makes that shot at the end, and, oh, you know, he's the guy and we depend on. But the, you, there's a lot of different ways to win a game, a lot of different ways to lose a game too. But uh, to the, the, I think the Jazz, of, uh, they just really build their confidence in each other as they win, as they continue to win.
2: And, Tim, Donovan Mitchell made some big plays down the stretch, not those uh, those last games to win it, but, I mean, he hit some big shots. I'm thinking of that uh, that uh, play where they threw it into the backcourt, and he got a run and start with about eight seconds to go on the shot clock and, and came through with just a beautiful move and, uh, and a layup that was just gorgeous. But those big plays from Donovan uh, uh, certainly made a huge difference. His confidence as a closer
3: has gotten better this year. You know, that, that's a role, and he talked about it a couple games ago. You know, some referred to – And he joked about it as hero ball. But his role, and we talk about being the best in your role, is in the fourth quarter to to kind of close a game out. And, you know, Coach and I, for years, we'd, you know, discuss, you know, ad nauseum in the locker room uh, and in in staff meetings with our staff, you know, how, how are we going to close games? Who are we going to go to? And, and this is, it's pretty easy with the, with the Jazz, and Donovan's making it look easy. I, I remember the exact play you talked about. It just got him at the top, spread everything out, and he's just athletic enough to beat one guy and get into the middle of the floor. They're not helping off shooters, and he just went right in and laid it up. So um, I just love where his head is right now, and I love, um, you know, his shot is really, really dialed in, and he's really efficient.
2: All right, Coach Rose, I need your help with this because Monson asks me these questions and I always try to answer and I, I just end up sounding dumb because I end up confusing everybody. <laughs> but but he asked me this strange question about, well, you know, why do you need a guy in the fourth quarter? If you're playing the team basketball in the second quarter, why doesn't it work in the fourth? And uh, talk to me about how, how important it is to have a go-to guy in cr- uh, crunch time, you know, winning time, whatever you want to call it, but a guy to go to when the game's on the line.
10: Well, well, what, what you really need is a guy that the guys want to go to because, you know, everybody, you know, the coach can pick a guy and then try to convince the other guys, and that doesn't work too well. But, but you know, I, I had some, some guys who could really close games when you look at you know Jimmer Fredette over the years, and and Jimmer convinced the other guys that he was the guy that was going to close them, and so they all participated, and we we were pretty good. And then then Tyler Haas was the guy we had, Kyle Collins was the guy, but but I think that those are that's the way that you become a really good team when your players figure out who that guy is going to be, they support him in that, and then the guy loves to do it, and he's pretty good at it. That makes your job pretty easy as a coach.
3: Dang, that was a good point. It was a good he's point. He's really good at this already.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. This doesn't have anything to do with tonight's game, but speaking of Jimmer, I covered that uh, BYU-Utah game where Jimmer got a, a, a uh, cheer from the, the Ute fans at the Huntsville. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. Giving him high fives yeah. is going... It was, it's been
10: kind of fun to relive that, the last 10 years just through the social media. There's right. Been, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he played this game. He scored this many. We went... Uh, we just, I think we just got beat in the Sweet 16 or something. Uh, and we got beat again ten years ago. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> this weekend <laughs> they played it again. Dang it! I yeah. mean, yeah. I gotta be depressed. Well, it's just like the, the uh, when I played for Houston in 1983 and we lost that national championship. We've lost that quite a few times since then too. And uh, hopefully the the Cougs will get back to the Final Four this year. But uh, it's been uh, it's been it's it's been fun to to. to this basketball career—it's just been so great. I got to coach for so many years and so many players, and uh, it's really fun to watch this jazz team. That's for sure.
3: I have one follow-up. All right. Um, so, coach, your um, your why is it spacing me? Your college coach, Guy Lewis. Guy Lewis walks in the locker room, and he's like, "Guys, we're gonna close games with Dave Rose." <laughs> like, wh- what would the boys have said on that one?
10: Yeah, that, that, would that, that been supported? I think they would have all agreed. In the locker room, and then as we got to the court, then Clyde and McKean would have probably closed the game. <laughs> <laughs> and probably rightfully so. I mean, I liked you as a player, but those guys—they're
2: probably the closer. They yeah. were pretty good. Yeah, they still were still bad. Still yeah, they were true. good. Hey, and the Houston Cougars this
10: year—you mentioned yeah. it—they're awesome. They got a—they yeah. they got a squad, and Kelvin is doing a great job, and they—they uh, they actually advanced. Uh, but uh, that might have been the one game that they they should have been should have got beat and 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 it's always when you win a national championship or, or play for a national championship there's always a game in there that you probably shouldn't have won that you win and maybe Houston's already had theirs we'll see
2: I picked them to the final four coach yep. look at that looking good that's right well uh, coach you stick around for a few sure we, uh, let's let's check in let's get some player sound let's continue that let's uh, check in with Rudy Gobert.
4: Hey
7: Rudy, we'll get started with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Rudy, what do you see the difference between that first half and the second half?
11: Uh, I think we started the game the right way. I think we, the third quarter, we played the right way. Um, they made a run, you know. We we got a what 16, 20 points at some point before the fourth, and uh, they made a run because we. Stop running back on defense and we stopped moving the ball offensively for the most part. And I think the offense affected our defense and, you know, they got, uh, they got it going, you know, they got some confidence and, uh, they cut it to 10, they cut it to eight and all of a sudden, you know, they, they're feeling good. So it's, uh, it's on us to, you know, oh, we're going to check the film. We don't have much time. We playing them again tomorrow, but, uh, I think we know what we need to do you know just uh get back on defense and uh and uh keep playing the right way offensively you know and uh those two things whether whether the shots fall in or not you know when there are good shots we you know we we're able to sell defense and uh it's a different game
7: Brian Miller KSL. hey Rudy, did you give Mike any tips before that final jump ball <laughs>
11: Um, Actually, I usually tell him to just, you know, try to do like me and get it quick, but I lost it today, so I couldn't give him any tips. It wouldn't take me seriously.
4: Eric Walden, Salt Lake
5: Tribune. Rudy, you guys were having a ton of success with you kind of on the receiving end of the pick and roll tonight. What was making you guys so effective with that?
11: I mean, I think uh, Joe, Jordan, Mike, you know, Donovan, you know, the they're really good coming out of the pick and roll. And, you know, when, uh, they, they're doing a drop coverage and keeping the guys on the shooters, you know, it's usually, it's going to be a two on one every time. And it's, it's really on, uh, you know, on me to set a good, good screen, get them open. And then, uh, you know, uh, it's on them to, to make the right, you know, the right read and either find me or, or finish at the rim. And, you know, I think for the most part of the game, we did a great job. You know, Joe did a, as usual, did a great job, you know, uh, making those right decisions, and uh, we're about to, you know, keep going at that. And you know, it's, uh, I think, it's great offense for us, and uh, we're gonna keep doing it.
7: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey Rudy, what was your reaction today when you learned that, uh, or I guess yesterday when you guys learned that you got Matt Thomas in that trade?
11: Uh, I think it's great. You know, I think it's a great addition for our team. Uh, we knew that we didn't want to, you know, change up the team. You know, we think we got a, a group that can, uh, you know, that can really achieve what we want to achieve, but, uh, you know, be able to, to add, you know, uh, have the opportunity to add uh, a few additions like that, that can really, uh, you know, uh, make us even deeper as a team. Um, it's big and it's important, you know, so it's exciting. To have somebody that can shoot the ball like that and, uh, you know, and, uh, I don't know him personally, but I've heard only great things about him. So you know, excited, excited to have him part of the team.
4: Last question follow up from Kristen Kenny.
7: Donovan has been really efficient from the start lately. Outside of the aggression, what are you noticing there?
11: I think he's been, uh, you know, way more consistent. Uh, you know, he's been able to get guys involved and. Uh, you know when he when he does that, you know uh, I think our team takes a uh, our team goes to another level, you know, because his ability to to uh, to get in the paint and uh, and then when he's able to either finish or find his guys, and obviously his his threes, you know, when he's on the catch and shoot, he's been you know really efficient. And I mean all the things he does, you know, offensively for our team is is huge. And uh, when he's able to you know. To, to keep doing that, it's it's amazing, and uh, I try to stay on his ass about the defense. And I think he's been he's for the last four games he's been defending uh, at a high level, you know. And we need him, we need him to you know to be a dominant defensive player for us to to go where we want to go. And uh, you know, I think you know at some point he can be a he can really be an all defensive type of player if he puts his mind into it.
4: All right, thank you, Rudy.
2: Really did. All right, there you go. That's uh, Rudy Gobert, and uh, tonight getting a look at Rudy's stat line. He had a great game: twenty-five points, nine boards for Rudy. Had a, a couple of block shots as well. Uh, Coach Rose, give me your thoughts on on Rudy Gobert and his impact. Uh, his impact for this Jazz team. I mean, he's just come such a long way. Such a great player.
10: Well, there's so many parts of his game that you can talk about, and, and obviously, all of it's improved. Because he just keeps getting better. But if you um, if you want to keep him at 10 or 12 points, you're going to have to bring a lot of people into that role and, and sag and help. And then those shooters are just going to have field day, you know, shooting the ball from the perimeter. But, you know, uh, like tonight when they stay home and they, they've, they're they they determined that that three ball is not going to be a big part of uh, what they give up tonight, then uh, you've got to have, you know, your center. Uh, be able to you know score at the rim and he he not only scored at the rim he scored at the free throw he scored about everywhere you, you could inside that painted area and uh i think uh, it's it just it, it's really kind of amazing just to watch his development he just he just keeps improving and getting better and you know i remember riding the bus uh with our team four or five years ago and have the players argue and we had one one guy on our team that just loved Rudy and wow. <laughs> and he he would defend him every game you know and then other guy's ah he's just a big old lurpy dude he's not going to be any good and to see how good he is now you want to go back and you know give that guy a, a, a you know a, a medal for uh, pr- predicting how good Rudy would be because he's every bit as good as he thought he was. And we talked about in the
2: pregame, Tim, Alex Jensen staying here doesn't take the University of Utah job. And, you know, Rudy's development, you've got to look you've got to look at Alex and the job he's done coaching him up and, and turning him into the player he is now. Yeah, there's such a level of trust, you know, watching Rudy
3: and, and Alex interact tonight on the bench, you know, and there's just a real level of trust. I think that, you know, Alex has d- done a great job at just bringing him along. Um, you know, being close tonight and seeing him – the other part that he, you know, physically, he changed his body so much, um, and he and he had to do that to to take a lot of these hits. Um, it may be, you know, he's finally kind of at that point where everything's caught up, and he's he is definitely finishing the ball way better with a man between him and the basket. I mean, that was the book on him this year was if you got somebody there, you, he you can't you know he can't score by lob, then you you pretty much isolate or, uh, you know, taking him out of the equation. This year, he's actually moving himself. He made one tonight where he reached around, you know, in the second half, reached around and finished that um, from a a different release point. So I just like all of that stuff that he's doing.
2: Should we get to some of our stat nuggets here, uh, coaches? Uh, Coach, our friend uh, Tyson Ewing, he does stats for the TV broadcast, and he's nice enough to send over some of his deep dive stats after the (laughs) game. So we, we get to a few of these. Uh, here we go uh, with the win. The Jazz are eighteen and zero at home this year uh, in in the year twenty twenty one. Excuse me. Their last home loss came on New Year's Eve against Phoenix. Uh, the eighteen wins in a row is the fifth longest home winning streak in franchise history. Haven't lost in twenty
10: twenty one. New, year, uh, New Year's Eve was a bad day for the Utah Jazz <laughs> and for the Rose family. That's <laughs> the day I and at, and ended up going to the hospital for. Couple of weeks, I had a stroke. That so that that started my bad winter.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I remember that night because because Tim was uh, Tim was a little worried. That was a tough show to do, actually. That but, was a tough one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a tough one to do.
10: Sorry, uh, sorry to throw that in, guys. No, man, it's a memorable <laughs> day. A, a downer. <laughs> it's on always it. about him. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> a, a real downer.
2: <laughs> uh, the Jazz had an offensive rating of one sixty eight point nine in the first quarter. They were sixty four percent from the floor and scored on seventeen of their 23 first-quarter possessions. We said it, you know,
3: sitting there, Capitan, me and Coach, were saying that was a clinic. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Go back. If you want to be a you know, a basketball coach, go back and watch the first quarter. That offensively, it was a clinic.
10: But you can go back and watch the quarter, first quarter of a lot of jazz games and it's a clinic. I think that's one thing that Quinn really has these guys dialed in. Is that they're starting the game from the tip, and their first quarters. Uh, I mean, I've seen the the game end in the first quarter quite a few times watching this <laughs> Jazz team, and I think that's uh, kind of a little bit of their um, kind of their magic, you know, with the team. That's why they have the best record in the NBA. If you went down and broke it all down and compared the first quarter to the, the other teams that are you know, challenging them for the best record in the NBA, uh, I have no doubt that you would see the first quarter would just be owned by the Jazz.
2: How about this for a stat for Memphis? The Jazz led by 13 points uh, with 4 minutes and 30 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter. Memphis scored on eight of their last nine possessions. The only possession they did not score on was the final possession that they had. Wow. When they needed a three. That was a bad shot, by the way. Was and, you know what's crazy, though,
3: better. that one went in right before yeah. that. You know, we're watching it, and I'm like, Jake, that's going in. Bam. And I just, that thing rattled around. It was a bad shot, no doubt. But, man, we about, if right it would have been extra basketball, that would have been really awesome.
2: <laughs> uh, this is Donovan Mitchell's best five-game stretch of his career. He's averaging 33 points, 6.2 assists, and 5.2 rebounds. I like the six assists in there. He's really playing with his head up and uh, making the right reads.
10: Well, I'll tell you this: every player is built different, and every player has something happen. Every really good player has something happen in their career that they they can probably go back to and say that that was a big point in my career to help me be a better player. And I think that the All Star uh, you know selection for Donovan and for uh, Rudy. Uh, is a lot bigger in their minds than maybe we think it is, you know, because we we watch them play and we think, well, they should, they deserve to be on an all-star team. But when the the players actually become all-stars – then they start to play like all-stars. And I think you're going to see that with uh, with Rudy and Donovan.
3: That might have been my problem. I've never made an all-star team. <laughs> that was so it. So I was just a run-of-the-mill player. <laughs> that was it. I should have. You, you needed that it, title. I should have made
10: an all-star. <laughs> it means a lot more than you'll ever – I mean, if, 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 if that's something that – You've never experienced as a person, then you really don't realize what it means, and it means a lot. To it is
2: those kind kids. of a rite of passage. You, you know what's funny? Uh, I once interviewed Mark Eaton. This was years ago, and I introduced him as this is you know former NBA All Star Mark Eaton. And after the interview, he said, "Hey, listen, you know, you're never a former NBA All Star." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "You know what? That's noted, there, That's That's Mark. Arden. Yeah, you and know, he was what? serious, right? No, well, I mean, or, you you know, know, it, kind of." It, he was serious, but not, um, you know, he wasn't uh, he wasn't criticizing or anything. He just said, hey, you know, you're always an NBA yeah, all-star. That's a great point. And he said, you better believe it. He never made that mistake since, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you know, you're always an NBA all-star. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. This was Rudy's 16th career 25-plus point game, the third one of this season. Uh, on the negative front, this was Mike Conley's seventh worst shooting game of his career, second worst shooting game as a Jazz man. Uh, the first was actually his worst shooting game was actually his first game when he went 1 of 16. Wow. So, Mike struggled, but that's the thing with this Jazz team, they've got enough firepower that a couple guys can struggle and they'll be all right.
10: That that's why the game was a little bit closer than we all thought it would be, you know, is that they you you get you get you know Conley and then uh, Clarkson, Clarkson, yeah, and they have. Uh, I mean, they they're trying to find themselves uh, at times, and I mean Conley's had just an unbelievable season. I mean, he, he's an all-star and he deservedly so. And uh, but let's get all of them back on the right track, and then we'll win by thirty again. That'll be nice. Exactly. All right, last one. And, and this one almost, this one was in jeopardy
2: tonight, but this one is impressive. The Jazz are 25 0 when they have a run of at least 10 0 in a game. They actually did it twice tonight an 11 0 run in the first quarter and a 10 0 run in the second and still held on to win by three. So it was like a double indemnity.
3: <laughs> and it's like and like double insurance. Lost. Yeah, but they, uh, they didn't lose. And I, I do believe, you know, Coach makes a good point. I think a lot of NBA teams kind of feel their way through a game through the first quarter, and the Jazz hit the ground running. And uh, that's a huge advantage for them. They were able to get that separation early and just keep it.
10: You've, you've got to find so many different ways to win games. And, you know, you, you, I don't think the players are thinking about it, but they know it's coming, you know, when the, when the playoffs come. And they want to advance, and they want to win the first round, to get, you know, get to the second round. And, and you're just going to have to win games when – everything's not going right you know and you may have a couple games in that series where everything's going right but every game's its own you know animal and you just got to you got to figure out ways to so many different ways to win games and uh i think that uh, this was good for the jazz yeah.
2: I'm guessing that's why Coach Schneider put so much emphasis on tomorrow night and they have to do it again tomorrow night. that's what he was
10: talking about when that thing started. He didn't want to talk about what just happened. (laughs) He really wanted to talk about, all right, this is what we need to do to get this thing going tomorrow. And uh, that press conference was probably more for the players than it was for, you know, all the people out there listening.
2: All right, I want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final score, 117 to 114. We'll get both coaches, Coach LaCombe and Coach Rose, final thoughts on this one coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jump ball with
0: 1.9 seconds left between Mike Conley It'll be Morant and Conley to jump it. It's back tap by Conley. Favors, perals and Jazz win. Mike Conley, 1-10. That surprised me. Everything surprised me. John Morant didn't touch the ball in the final play.
2: There you go, your play of the game brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships driven by you at your jazz game. You know,
10: we're so lucky to have that guy. Oh, Booner's the best, isn't he? Booner and David Block, those two guys listening to the jazz game in your car. I mean, it's very entertaining, And and you don't even have to... Talk about the game itself. You can just talk about those two, <laughs> those guys, two guys entertaining you. They're yeah, really good.
2: no yeah. doubt about it. We're we're really lucky. We've got a we're part of a great broadcast. There's no doubt. One seventeen to one fourteen is your final. That is Coach Dave Rose, Coach Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott, uh, with you. And uh, we uh, just a little review of some of the stats, and we'll get some final thoughts from the coaches. Donovan Mitchell led the way tonight. Thirty five points for the Jazz. Twelve of twenty three shooting. Five of seven from three. Six of six at the line. Five assists. Five boards for Donovan. Rudy Gobert was great tonight, too. 25 points, nine boards, two block shots. Bogdanovich with 17 tonight. Clarkson with 14 coming in off the bench. Joe Ingles, uh nine points, six rebounds, six assists for the Grizzlies. Uh, John Morant with 32 points. Uh, Dylan Brooks with 22. And how about Grayson Allen? Uh, Tim, former Jazz man. Grayson hit a couple of threes tonight. He had 17 points on five of nine shooting. Yeah, well, didn't Grayson get 40 for the Jazz one night? His last, uh, well, no, was, was that his last game? It was but the it last was 40, game of the right? year against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, uh, that night that went to something like triple overtime. And you were here doing the postgame, if you remember. I'll bet you he averages
3: one review a game. Probably. I mean he had another one tonight where he just, you know, plowed Clarkson down. And and he was late, but he finds a way to you know, make it He does. A gray area.
2: <laughs> he's found a niche though with this with this Grizzlies team though. He's he's playing some good minutes. This would be a great scenario.
10: Yeah. Wow! Wow! That's good too. <laughs> All right, let's that's get what some. What used to do in staff meeting? <laughs> staff meeting, we get to about this point, you know. No, I just this. start telling jokes <laughs>
2: yeah. and music. You know, yeah. pulling up yeah, tunes absolutely. on the phone. Yeah, yeah. that's that's that's, that's, that's our guy. Uh, let's get some final thoughts from you, coaches. Uh, we'll start with you, Coach Rose. Uh, some kind of final thoughts, what you're taking from this game, or well, your no overall I, jazz thoughts.
10: I uh, I don't know. I've had kind of an interesting year myself. Okay, uh, <laughs> so I, I followed the jazz um um you know with with real intent but not uh, real close at times but uh i what what interests me is the back-to-back games with the same team that they've played because that's really where this thing's going to come down to is when you get into playoffs and you're playing a team after maybe you've had a tough loss to a team then you got a second game against them and i th- i think this game tonight is really good for them I, most of the games that i've seen the first night of these games, they put the team away, and it, it's uh, uh, then they come back with second game trying to, you know, find some energy to make a play. Well, they've they've got they've got the uh, I think, uh, you know, coaches got their attention that uh, you know they'll have a game plan tomorrow. It'll be interesting to watch them come out and execute this game plan after a, a tight game like this and see how the fellows react. And um, I'm I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Tim, some final thoughts uh, from you before we turn the page to tomorrow night.
3: Watching film today and, and doing a little bit of prep, I felt like the the game was going to be fairly close um, because I think this team does a lot of things. Uh, they give the Jazz trouble. They, they're really good in transition. They, they take your ball from you, um, and they're very physical. And, and then they've got a couple of guys that can really play in isolation. And, and so those things all kind of together, I thought the Jazz would be in for a tough game. Um, I didn't re- didn't think they'd pull out like they did, uh, you know, to a 20-point lead. But they they, um, they impressed me a lot in that first quarter, the way they shared it. Um, but this team, this Memphis team's good. Tomorrow night will be interesting because I'm sure there'll be some wrinkles. Two guys that coach together um, are going to try to, you know, outwit one another uh, for a second night. Uh, but I, I just think the most important thing is what Coach said. You know, you, you can't control if every shot goes in. You can't control... A lot of different things about the game, but you know, the bottom line is regardless of the way the game flows, you know, you win, you lose, and the Jazz figured out a way to win tonight.
2: All right, we want to say big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a terrific job calling all the action as usual. Thanks to Amanda Smith. Uh, our uh, broadcast assistant tonight. Thanks to Alex Lundberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller, Subaru, title sponsor of the post game, uh, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Coach Rose, it's great to see
10: you. Thank you for jumping yeah. on. This was super fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was yeah. fun to be here with. Uh, Tim and my good friend Steve Wynn came up with this and so uh it's the trifecta tonight we've had a good time this is a crew I'll (laughs) tell you what you guys
2: going out on the town afterwards or this is this is a group no hey uh, anytime come
10: come join us anytime thanks I appreciate it
2: absolutely Tim we'll see you tomorrow buddy we will see you tomorrow in in gosh it's less than 24 we'll be right here okay buddy right here in this seat it'll still be warm Uh, 117-114 to is your final next up. The Jazz take on this very same Grizzlies team tomorrow night. Tip-off is at 7, pregame's at 6, and you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.